0: Today on CityCast Chicago, right now, thousands of Chicago public school kids and their parents or guardians are stressing out about where they're going to high school. Yes, to high school. You see, getting into one of the city's highest ranked schools, I'm talking your Whitney Young, Walter Payton, Gwendolyn Brooks, is considered by many to be harder than getting into some colleges.
1: Your future starts with this question, with this pencil in your hand. If you don't if you don't answer this question right, you're not going to get into a good high school. If you don't get into a good high school, you're not going to get into a good college. If you don't get into a good college, you're not going to have a good job. And if you don't get a good job, you don't have a good future. Like, that was my whole world for, like, a year.
0: We talked to an education reporter who's covered the selective enrollment process and someone who actually went through it. It's Monday, December 6th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. The deadline for CPS students to apply to these schools is December 15th. CityCast producer Simone Alisea sat down with WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp last week.
2: Let's start with the basics. What are selective enrollment schools, and how are they different from neighborhood or charter schools?
3: So they're basically test-in schools where there's admissions criteria to get in that are based on academics. I mean, that's that's the easiest way to put it. The ones that are sort of what we what we think of as the the top selective enrollment high schools, which, you know, to be fair, the reason why we think of those as the top selective enrollment high schools is that they're like the ones that get named on US News and World Report every year. Mm, yeah. Like the top schools in the whole world. And th- those are places like Payton and Northside and Whitney Young and Jones. Most of them were created under the federal um, consent decree.
2: Yeah. Can you tell me about that, about that? About what was going on there?
3: Because there were so few white students that went to Chicago public schools, it was hard to say like, oh, how are you going to spread all those white kids out to make any, mm. any amount of um, integration in Chicago public schools? So what they wound up saying is, where we just wanted to create create a certain number of high schools that are racially diverse um and elementary schools and that's where you had all these selective enrollments and magnet schools created and originally what they had was you know a formula for getting in that would ensure that they'd be diverse now they they've come to take on a whole different role and the federal consent decree was lifted um a while back, I think it was 2008 in that that range. And now getting into the schools, now we use socioeconomic status of the family as based on the address as a proxy for race. So we're we're trying to create racial diversity by saying, you know, if you live on this street and you have this income, most people on that street have this income.
2: So the way it works is the top 30% 30% of kids with the highest test scores and grades, they get in. Then the rest of the spots are determined by test scores and socioeconomic status to try and make these schools diverse. But but white students are still overrepresented in selective enrollment schools.
3: One of the reasons why there's this big imbalance is because those 30% of seats are going overwhelmingly to richer white kids. <laughs> And so that's where you're getting the imbalance. Um, there's also been a lot, of, you know, there's been such crazy things that have happened. Like every year when the inspector general of um, Chicago Public Schools puts out his annual report, he talks about people who, you know, don't live on the south side of the city but bought a whole apartment there, you know, to rent out so they could get use the address because you know, that's a so lower socioeconomic tier.
2: So you could have a your, – your score might be not in that 30%, but because you're in that, you know, that zip code, you have a higher chance of getting it.
3: Right. How can you game the system to to get your kid in? I mean, it is a little harder when it was raised. I mean, I don't think that there were too many people who are like, putting down that their kid
2: was black when they were white or something. You know? I,
3: mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was happening, but I, I didn't hear that much about it.
2: Something that you said that I think is worth noting is the when we're talking about making schools more racially diverse under this uh, old consent decree, we're talking about bringing more white kids into the system. Is that right? That's what we mean by racially diverse,
3: right? And I mean, part of the idea was that the only way you're going to keep white kids in the system is by creating schools that will attract their families. You want more kids to attend the public schools. I mean, that's the optimal thing because then then you get more support for for public schools when you have the kids that live there attend them but then you don't you also don't want your schools to be putting all their resources on trying to attract white middle class kids when most of the kids in your buildings are low income or working class black and latino kids
2: i mean is the experience of students at these schools like really different from say a neighborhood high school? I think so. And and there's many reasons why. I mean,
3: one, one thing is in selective enrollment high schools, and let, let's just say there there's 11 high schools mm. that are selective enrollment. I think the main difference is that on one hand, you have extra resources poured into those schools. You have extra positions. Mm. They also have Robust enrollment because people are actually clamoring to get in. And since a lot of funding in CPS is based on enrollment, and in a lot of these cases, you have um, friends of groups, fundraising mechanisms that are raising hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, I haven't looked at it for a couple of years, but I think like Peyton, you know, was raising, you know, like $700,000 a year from parents. And so that's, like, just on top of whatever you get in government funding. Ha! Huh. So, you know, that, that can be, like, extra arts teachers and extra, you know, sports programs and extra, you know, fancy labs and fancy, you know, st- TV studios, things like that, that you don't really find in many neighborhood schools because they don't have that, that extra money coming in. So... A lot of neighborhood schools do not have a full, art, robust arts program. They might have a choir class. Right.
2: Yeah, totally.
3: They don't have choir one, two, and three, and acapella choir, <laughs> you know, like all these great, you know, things. So so that's what you find in in these selective enrollment schools. It really changes the experience for kids.
2: So let's go back to selective enrollment schools and, and how kids actually get in what is the application process like for students and families? Can you walk me through that? Sure.
3: And it's, it's changed a little bit this year, mostly because of the pandemic. Right now, the criteria to get in is there's a 900-point scale, and 450 of those points are awarded based on grades and 450 are awarded based on how well you do on a selective enrollment test. It used to be the part of the criteria to get in had to do with um, the standardized test that that students took annually.
1: During the seventh grade ISAT, it it was really hard to to focus on the test because I just kept thinking how much weight was on the test. how much this test mattered, um, depending what high school uh, I wanted to go to. So I, yeah, I, I think I made myself sick. I was so stressed. I had to leave early. <laughs> I, d- I really didn't feel good. My name is Sydney Madden. I write the CityCast Chicago newsletter. I graduated from Whitney Young in 2017. So I went through the selective enrollment process about 10 years ago.
3: Because last year they didn't take the standardized test because of the pandemic and people mostly remote. They just took that criteria away. And that, that makes it so that the selective enrollment exam and then grades have a lot more weight because it's 50-50 now.
2: So how many students are we talking about between who, who end up getting into these selective enrollment schools?
3: The total number is only like I think like twelve thousand in that range. So wow.
2: Out of which would be like roughly percentage wise.
3: So we have about a hundred thousand um kids in high school in Chicago mm-hmm. Public High Schools. So so some of our selective enrollment high schools are not entirely selective enrollment. They're mostly selective enrollment enrollment.
2: Got it. There's there's a nuance there. Right, there's nuances
3: if. there, but but yeah, I mean it's hard to get in. And if you talk about like the very top schools, like the Peytons and the Whitney Youngs, and I mean it's really hard to get into those schools.
1: I didn't get into Whitney Young or Payton, so I got into Jones, which would have been an awesome school, but I knew I really wanted to go to Whitney Young. So I I had heard about this. It was called Principal's discretion, and it was. This a thousand word letter that you had to write to the principal of the school that you were you were petitioning. You're making your case for, you know, if you're a really good athlete, you could say something like, "Oh, I, you know, I can help the school win X Y Z championship." You could also make a case for um, extracurriculars that weren't really included in the application. One of them was also you could kind of explain your family circumstances. Um you know I had this going on at home. I kind of pulled from all of those. you know I, I made my case. I was like, I have this going on at home. I I've been involved in this at my school. and in that way, I kind of felt like principal's discretion was nice because it was more holistic.
3: You know, a lot of kids apply to those schools and a very small proportion get into those schools.
2: Sarah, you've been covering this for a long time. What are the common sort of stresses and what are you hearing about pressure from from students and parents?
3: I mean, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of parents in Chicago who think that selective enrollment schools are like the only option. Now, I, I will say that over the last decade, there have been more neighborhood schools, places that are sort of making a name of for themselves as really good neighborhood schools, that parents are, you know, pr- much more accepting of their kids attending. But, you know, you still talk to people who are like, my kids got to get there my kids got to get in you know and and kids feel it i mean you know you, you get a 13 14 year old kid and they're going to get usually they release the letters at like 5 p.m. you know by mm. the internet but everybody's you know that day everybody's talking about oh we're going to get an email we're going to get an email and then
2: yeah i mean like this i i like i, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that these kids are really young this is this these are 13 14 year old kids i mean can you recall any stories that you've heard that just made you think, like, God, we're we're talking about this is high school. This is happening with like with high school. I'll tell you something. I think
3: that, and I I told this to my sons when they were going through this process. It'll be way easier to get into college than it's going to be to get into high school in Chicago. Really, there's a lot. There's a lot of colleges out there, right? There's like a ton of colleges, but when you talk about high school, it you know, if you're if you're really just shooting for eleven of them, you got to get almost like perfect to get into some of these top schools. You got to get like a nine hundred out of a nine hundred. There's a flip side to this. There are some schools I'll tell you where people are just pe- kids don't really even think about selective enrollment schools.
2: Really? Yeah, I was curious about that. Of like, to what degree this is a universal experience among CPS eighth graders?
3: This is a universal experience among some. You know, I, I do think that I do think it has to do with class. I mean, I I was at a school in in uh, Roseland the other day and I was asking a teacher, you know, hey, how is the selective enrollment process going for your students this year? And, you know, she's like, we hardly ever get a student that goes to a selective enrollment school. It's not that much on the radar of our kids. We're more looking at trying to get our kids into decent charter schools and, was was talking about how there needs to be more career and technical education programs. The pressure is not as much because it's just not the thing that most kids are doing, I think. And, you know, then there's some elementary schools on the north side where, like, 70% of kids are getting a seat in a selective enrollment school, and it, those kids are probably feeling enormous stress because everybody sitting around them is getting into a selective enrollment schools.
2: The whole goal here, right, in getting into a selective enrollment school, the idea is that this will set you up better for, for the future, right? This is this is the step you need. You know, is there any data to support the idea that these schools mean that the kids will get have better future, so to speak?
3: The research that's been done on this actually says the contrary.
2: Hmm, Really?
3: Yeah. That actually, and this was done by the Consortium on Chicago School Research. Take two kids that are going into high school the same way. There's actually more evidence that if they go into like a good neighborhood school, that the growth is actually a little bit more at the good neighborhood school. If you're going into a selective enrollment school, you're going into like you're you're probably already high, pretty high performing, right? So if you go into a good neighborhood school and you're a pretty high performing student, you're getting good grades in eighth grade. You go into a good a neighborhood high school that has that puts you in honors classes. That maybe you're a superstar because there's not like a million others like you. I mean, you go into a Whitney Young getting straight A's in 8th grade is not an unusual occurrence, right? You're just one of the sure. one of the group. You know, and, and good is a very subjective word and I'm basically <laughs> just saying like there they have enough robust enrollment to support vibrant programs basically. The good news in Chicago Public Schools is that there are a lot of options even if they don't get into neighbor, into selective enrollment schools. And If you're a good student, you'll do fine in those good neighborhood schools, maybe even better than you would be
2: thrown into a selective enrollment. Sarah Karp is an education reporter with WBEZ. Thanks so much for uh, joining us.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Now, United Airlines may not be building a new stadium, but they are moving to Arlington Heights. Yeah, the Chicago-based aviation giant plans to move 900 employees from downtown to the northwest suburb by April 1st. And we praise you with calabashes of love for being a centurion griot who told our stories with integrity and compassion. Peace, love to everyone. A beautiful memorial was held yesterday at the University of Chicago for the late historian, civil rights activist, and educator Dr. Timuel Black. Dr. Black passed away in October at the age of 102. And some good news to get you through. Yeah, I know y'all missed that last week. Uh, I don't come as a surprise, but I'm usually a holidays Grinch, but I went and checked out the opening of the Joffrey's Nutcracker at Chicago's Lyric Opera House. Neither I or my girlfriend had ever seen it, and it was a fantastic show. It runs through December 26th, so if you can, go ahead and check it out. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.